Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Evening, guys, and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Bobby Norris. Hello, I'm Cece Coleman. How are you, Cece, babe? I'm good. I'm well. I'm 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 good, but I'm also very aware of what's going on right now, which is uh, lockdown, two point, God knows what, and how are you doing? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. It's um, it's been a bit of a strange week. Um, the only thing that kind of makes me a little bit more assured is that we're all in the same boat and I know we can all get through it because we're all in it together and that's what we have to hold on to but I do have these little waves where I just get a little bit kind of daunted by it yeah yeah like anxiety like it's that but this time isn't as bad like even schools are still allowed aren't they so there's definitely like it's not as strict and I think initially on Saturday when I heard the announcement I I really did shit myself. I, I felt like I couldn't move. I was always like frozen because I thought, oh my God, I can't do this again. And it's winter and panic, panic, panic. You know, and then you talk to some people and then you calm down and it isn't as bad. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just keeping that, trying to keep that kind of mind right, positive, staying like on that note that there is going to be an ending. That's the main thing. There is going to be, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It might not be four weeks. And I think we've got to be realistic about that too. Yeah. But there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I think this is our second one now. So we kind of, we're a little bit more advanced in terms of we've done it before earlier in the year. So I think we can be a little bit more prepared. Obviously it's a completely different time of year. So that is going to make a bit of a difference. But my thing is, do you know what? Everyone who is at home and isn't going to be able to go to work and is in their lockdown, do you know what? Find something that makes you feel better, whether that's reading a book, listening to music, listening to football, training. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like for me, fitness got me through the first one. Granted, it was all just outdoor training because the gyms had closed. But whatever makes you feel happy, do you know what I mean? Go make a Vicky sponge. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be banana loaves all over Instagram again within a week. Yeah, of course there is. And it's already started. I went to a supermarket yesterday and uh, couldn't find any chicken. So we've got the stockpilers out in force wow. again. I, this just honestly really aggravates me. I just can't get my head behind it. I understand everyone's different, but chill out. Like, we know now. We know we did it. We all yeah. did it. <laughs> Not really judged and whatnot so now we know just chill like I don't, I don't like no chicken why is everyone buying a chicken what's the, like... the worrying thing say say what why is it chicken to go I, I don't get it chicken's gone <laughs> the, the, the toilet roll situation again but you know what we don't eat any more than we normally would everyone and I just I'm so in my head remembering them images we saw on social media earlier in the year mm-hmm. where there's people that can only get to the supermarket every week or every couple of weeks do you know buy what you need as and when you need it do you know what I mean let's not start getting into that frenzy mode of filling up cupboards and having 15 tins of tomatoes and 35 bags of pasta there's no need so rant over I'm I'm all about positive vibes do you know what I mean obviously let's face it it's not the most positives of week we've got the whole um well the US of A. Oh, I need to say that. Don't. <laughs> I, I, this pantomime, it cracks me up. The only way that I can watch it is if I'm in that mindset of like, this is hilarious. 
Otherwise, I just feel immediately wound up. And I, I try not to watch it, to be fair. I just get snippets. I like to, you know, I'll just see something so I know I'm up to date. But it is a joke. Like, how how is this man? Like, how is he How is he present anyway? How is he up again? Like, I can't understand it. I feel like everyone has been brainwashed in America. Everyone that votes for him and likes him has been brainwashed, has been sprinkled with some, I don't know, I got God knows what Trump pill, and <laughs> and there and that's the only reason why they vote for him. I don't understand it. I mean, do, how do you feel? Do you know what I mean? As if twenty twenty could be any stranger. I mean, obviously we pre-record this. It's Tuesday evening now, so we don't know the result. But I'm, I'm guessing. I'm putting it out there. I think Trump's coming back. I really do. I've got a horrible feeling he is, and I don't really. I don't want to admit it, but I've, I've got this just sickening feeling. I don't feel the, Joe, isn't it? Joe Biden. I don't feel he's got enough presence as, and, and, and not saying that you need presence, but you need something like, it's like he just needs a little bit more. And you know, I, I'm not to judge Americans, but they are louder than this and they are a bit more out there. So they need someone that can do that. Even, um, what's his face? What's the lovely president that everyone adores? Oh. Obama. 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 Even he had charisma and he had something. Yeah. So people liked him. Whereas this other guy, I just don't know if there's enough of that. And we do need, you do need to see something. You need to laugh sometimes. And Trump, the twat that he is, makes us laugh because he's a twat. The, I would have loved Michelle to have gone for it. Can you imagine <laughs> Michelle Obama as president? Oh, that would have been a lovely way to end 2020 for me. Wouldn't it? It would everyone would just be calm, nice, happy. Like every day you'd wake up and be like, oh, it, it would be the dream. She'd make the world a better place. But uh, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, we'll, well, we'll certainly know in a couple of days. But yeah. I mean, I can't even believe it's November, hun. Can you? I'm like, where, where is this year? Well, we know where it's gone. We ain't really left the house. Let's have it right. But what has <laughs> happened? Like, Christmas so, is upon us now. Halloween's gone. Uh, uh, gone. There's Christmas trees. There's carols. I heard the first uh, meme on social media yesterday. Mariah Carey doing her number. No. And I, oh, oh no! I'm just not ready for it this year. I'm not. But again, I'm also, and I really don't wish away time. And I'm very much no. like I live in the present. And da, 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 da. But this year, I am a little bit like you can just fuck off because I'm so over 2020. I was going to say 19 then, because that's how much I'm not even with it this year. <laughs> but like, I don't, I, I just want it to kind of go, like I want to just get on with it. Like, okay guys, you've done your thing. You've made a massive, huge, ridiculous impact. And let's move forward and let's just get on with it and start hopefully 2021 with a little bit more of a, a journey, that a, good, a positive journey where we know where we're going and we just, we can see I know that it's, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we can actually see it visually. Like things start getting lifted and they stay, not oh. lockdown 3.9 or whatever we're going to have next. Oh God, can you imagine? Well, I'm just hoping that we really do have just that the, not just, I'm not taking away four weeks, it's still a long time, but mm -hmm. I'm really hoping this is 2nd of December and let people have their December, let people have their Christmas. I've just got a sneaky suspicion though, this could edge on a little bit longer than the four weeks. I do, and I, I think they'll they'll push it to the very last limit. I think they'll get right to the edge, right Christmas to the last. Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, well, wow. Like, I reckon, like, 20th, 19th, 20th, and then they'll say, 
there you go guys there's your christmas so all the christmas do's or whatever however they're going to manage that you know six people or whatever it's all very last minute because that's all we want to do you know we're british we just want to go out drinking we just want to like get merry and wear a christmas jumper and sit in a pub and get too hot and sweaty and have a live band like that we all want that lovely christmas feeling and god if they take that away from us then oh that's all i can say because i guess this is going to be the first year really because so many people have been working from home, will there even be office parties? And I guess they're going to be very small parties. We can only have six people in each each place. It's, it's... It'll be Zoom parties. It'll be, I've been asked on the Pilates side to teach Zoom parties, like to have a, like a Christmas opener. So they're already, everyone's thinking outside the box, which is good, but also really sad. I'm like, no, I want to teach in a studio. I don't want to do it online. I don't yeah. want to be a Christmas party virtually. I want it like... <laughs> On the real thing, but anyway, that's just the, me and very much. Oh, I agree. The year of the same, but I was thinking and it hadn't really dawned on me, I think, till about a week ago. New Year's, even if things are a little bit better and we're allowed out, we're still going to be home by the time Big Ben chimes anyway because it closes at 10. Yeah, we exactly. Won't, we won't be out till midnight anyway. No, I know. No, how are they going to do that? So it's I gonna think it's going to be a takeaway, I think it's going to be a chicken ball. Uh, a special fried rice and a gin and slim and in well, bed at least, at least the home. restaurants will make a bit of money then at least that yeah. right yeah but their oh. prices up and everyone will be yeah having takeaways oh <laughs> oh i mean there's one of them things if you think too far ahead it's very daunting and this is where the anxiety kicks in so for me it's like i'm just thinking about tomorrow and then know, we're just yeah. doing baby steps baby steps all the way 100%. I think our first guest is here. We've got the lovely Ryan Mark from Apprentice here. Ooh. Let's have a little chat, Mr. Ryan Mark Parsons. Here he is. How, How are you? Are? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thank you for joining us this evening. Pleasure. I'm from. I'm in Birmingham right now as well. Have I'm usually in London, but I'm in Birmingham. No, no, I'm actually doing some filming. Oh. I'm doing something <laughs> a bit later, but yeah, I mean, but I'm usually based in London, but I've travelled up to Birmingham for today. And, and what's the vibe like in Birmingham? It's freezing. It's freezing cold. Mm. I literally got off the train and I was like, I was in Poland or something. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah. But are it's fun. Allowed, I like the people. Are you allowed to say what you're filming? Is this something that we can we can ask? Yeah, I'm doing a pilot. It's a ghost based show for amazon prime Ooh. and they're filming they're filming a pilot so they've got a few other people who have already done it and yeah we'll go i don't know where we're going exactly i'm in telford right now which is sort of just outside of birmingham and i think i'm traveling to an inn which is haunted so yeah i think it'd be quite fun a ghost-based show yeah 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 ghosts. right up my straight right i cannot oh. tell you Oh, I love a ghost stunt. I live for it. <laughs> I, I, I am. I'm a witchy poo, honestly. Are you? And I've done a few ghost shows, so you're in for a treat. Uh, how did you find it when you did it? Well, I love it. The thing is, I don't get scared about it. I actually find it, and some people can't kind of get their head around it, but I kind of find it quite comforting. Because to me, okay. it just proves, because I'm, I'm certain that there's somewhere we go after here. Well, yeah. I, I like to believe there is. And yes, so when you have messages from spirit, I, I love having my tarot read um, and all things like that. And I've 
had so many experiences with ghosts. I mean, I could I could sit here for well for four weeks for the lockdown and tell you all about <laughs> it. Um, yeah. But no, they're always great to film. And um, the thing is, though, when you, when you're filming, because ghosts are very clever, they're one step ahead. You know what I mean? So if they want you mm. to contact them and they wanna they wanna communicate, they will. But they they might play games with you. So are you hunting okay. for ghosts? Is that is that the the name of the game? Yeah, we're hunting for ghosts. We're trying to find what's, you know, what's there, hearing things, seeing things. I've never done it before, so I don't really know what to expect, I guess. You know, do they, I don't know if you'll see anything or you'll hear something first. Are you a believer? So you, yeah, are you a believer? I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit sceptical. I, I think there's definitely something that happens, like you said, Bobby, after when you die. But I don't know. I've never seen ghosts before. So that's why I'm a bit skeptical, but I'm open-minded, I think, you know, for tonight. You're so scared. You're not, uh, it's not. No, I, I, I am very scared, yeah. Oh, you yeah. are? I hate the dark. Yeah, I hate the dark. That's my worst oh, fear. That's a yeah. bit me and scared and <laughs> definitely no ghosts. Okay, good. No, yeah. Like, even so in my you... house, when it's dark, I just can't stand it. Yeah. hate it. So would you rather take on Alan Sugar than a load of ghosts in a haunted inn? <laughs> I think both are pretty scary. I don't know which one was more scary. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe the ghosts actually compared to Lord Sugar. Gosh, <laughs> how did you find your time on The Apprentice? The Apprentice was amazing. Um, it it's very tough, and I don't think as a viewer because I've watched The Apprentice for years and years before I ever went on the show, and you kind of think, oh, they're idiots. They're so stupid. But the pressure that the show puts you under is immense. You're taken mm -hmm. away, whizzed away to this mansion, gorgeous mansion. We stayed in a 12 million pound mansion in Hampstead. And you're in that house for about two months. I was filming continuously. So you don't get out, you don't get the news, you don't get music. And you just have to live with all of these people that you're in competition with. And the hours are early, 4 a.m. wake up, cameras in your face. You're not even Ooh. showered and there's a camera in your face. And then you finish at like 11 p.m., 12 p.m., and then the whole thing again. It's really, really physically wow. tough, yeah. They really put the pressure on then. So they're testing you, not just your skills for what you can do job-wise, but also how do you manage with lack of sleep, lack of food, first thing in the morning. That, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's the hours, I think, that really hurt everyone. Like getting up really early, cameras in your face, finishing late, and then doing it again. Because usually one episode is three days of filming. So we'd have one day task, another day task, and then we go to the boardroom with Lord Sugar on the third day. And I was in the bottom three quite a few times. So it would be starting 10 a.m. in the morning, and then the boardroom, if you're in the bottom three, you finish at about 9 p.m. So you're in the studio with Lord Sugar and Karen and Claude for all of the, all of the hours it's, it's really tough wow. I guess mm. when you're living with the, those of you that get far into the show that after two months you're grating on each other living together is there like rows to get yeah. to the bathroom who wants to shower first in the morning yeah all of that all of that like I remember there was a real cat fight with the girls we had the cinema room and it was sort of week five week six so it was quite far in and everyone would just be having a go at each other. It was just so, it was just like a pressure pot, you know? And then I was next to Thomas Skinner, who was also in the show. And 
he would always fart and oh, snore next <laughs> next to my bed and oh. I'd have to sleep through that every single night and it was a nightmare oh so. no. <laughs> do you think yeah. you did it on purpose to kind of see just add the pressure and see how you are in the in that environment I think so yeah I think the producers are really testing you Lord Sugar as well he wants to know that not only are you good in business but you can deal with the psychological pressure, the, the yeah. physical pressure. Um, yeah, and you know, the winner, I guess, is the best at all of that in the end. So it is definitely very tough, for sure. And do you keep in touch with any of them? Yeah, I'm in touch actually with Thomas Lott. Thomas Skinner and I speak all the time. Uh, he's taking me down to Essex, Brentwood, pubs, and you know, oh, all right. of these places. <laughs> sheesh, he's taking me to Sheesh. Oh, we we'll love a bit of Sheesh. <laughs> It's oh, very good, yeah. The chicken second to none. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's given me like the full tour of Essex. So I stay in touch with Thomas and Lottie as well, who was very similar to my age. She was 19 when she did the show. So we met at the auditions actually. And it was just a complete surprise that I actually saw her for the first time when we started filming. And we've just been in touch ever since. So there, yeah, there's definitely a few that we still have good friendships with. Good. Can yeah. I ask, um, what's, uh, how are you feeling with the announcement of, of Saturday and uh, what are your thoughts on it? Lockdown 2.0. I know, it's a disaster. I think it's an absolute disaster. I just feel we've gone through so much already. Everyone is sick and tired of this coronavirus. And, you know, I speak to a lot of small business owners. You know, I've worked with small businesses and I think they're feeling the pressure more than anyone else because, you know, starting a small business is so tough in normal circumstances. And with this whole virus stopping tourists from coming and all kinds of, you know, shutting down the business because of lockdown, there's so many factors. It's making it even more difficult for small business owners. I think they're really feeling it and it's horrible. It, it really is. Where will you be for it? I will be in London. I'm working from home and that's, that's just what I've got to do now. I mean, I'm usually traveling with work. I'd be abroad most of the time um, and you know, all over the UK, meeting people in London, clients coming from abroad to London and all of that stopped. It's just a sudden pause of all of that, mm -hmm. uh, which is really, uh, really bad. Are you on your own or are you with company? No, I work mainly on my own. And then there's a few freelancers that sometimes help me out. It's a concierge business because I used to work in Harrods um, within Gucci. And I was doing personal shopping, working with celebrities, high net worth clients, royalty. And I built up a really good contact book with the Middle East. So when I left Harrods for The Apprentice, I continued that business with those clients. And it was really great in 2019. They were all coming from Qatar, Saudi Arabia, doing really, really good things for them. And then because of this virus, Done. nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's it. How it's, do you it's think, horrible. How do you think Boris has handled this? I don't know. I find he's handled it in a very precarious way. I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Because <laughs> not so long ago, Rishi Sunak said that we uh, announced the Eat Out to Help Out. So we were encouraging people to socialize, come out of their houses, go to restaurants. And that was great to reinvigorate the, the economy and get restaurants going again. Fantastic. But then we're back in another lockdown. So when they create schemes like that, encouraging people to socialize, 
relaxing the rules when there's the potential for you know more deaths especially coming into winter it's just you just think they haven't planned this and they're just sort of improvising and you know to an extent you have to sympathize because it is so unprecedented in terms of what's happening right now but i just feel there's a complete lack of strategy and that's why we're in the mess again or that's is it. strategy is this all planned do you know what I mean? Is it all planned? They're exactly what they're doing and they're just playing with us. And we're all just going, oh, sheep, follow, follow what's going on. Yeah, but then what would be the point of that? Because there's so many economists saying, you know, I've watched them all, all over TV, read all of the articles. We're going into not just a recession, but a depression, you know, and we haven't seen anything like this in 300 years in terms of the financial crisis that we're going to face because of the virus. And... I just can't see why the government would want that. People losing their jobs, employment is on the rise, unemployment rather is on the rise, mm-hmm. and people are dying. It's just a really, really horrible time for the UK and abroad. Yeah, it's scary old times. I want to ask, how's your Daily Star column going? Because since the apprenticeship, you've started doing a column, haven't you? Yeah, I do a little weekly column in the Daily Star. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> I talk about TV, TV shows I like, celebrities that I like, celebrities I don't like. Uh, very honest. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit of a cheeky fun every week. And what celebrities don't you like, Ryan? Who don't I like? I, I get a bit annoyed with influencers. You know, people like Molly May. There's just something about influencers. I don't know. You know, if you come on a, rea- you know, if you do a reality show and you do TV and I get she did Love Island and I get there's an appeal there, but I just feel when you just become a full time influencer and the things she says in on social media to the press, I just question how can someone like that yield so much influence over young people? And that is my main issue with her, actually. When you think, sorry, go on, Bobby. Sorry, Bobby. No, I was going to say, when you say what she's sharing, what is it that it, she's sharing that isn't quite right then? Well, there's been a few scandals. I mean, she's done a lot to, I mean, she's perfectly entitled to do whatever she likes to her body. I mean, she does talk a lot about lip enhancements and all kinds of cosmetic surgery. And I think she has to be aware, as much as it's her living her life on social media, she does have a very young audience coming from Love Island. And I think promoting positive body image, which some of the Love Islands, some of the previous Love Islanders have done, I think would be better, especially with her 4.9 million followers. She's probably the most successful Love Love Islander, can't even speak, Love Islander since it started. So I think she has a bit more of a responsibility to promote, you know, positive body image and all, all of the other things that young people look up to her for. And are you a fan of Love Island? I mean, obviously, we've not had it this summer because of the old Panny D, but is it something you would normally sit down and watch? Well, we actually watched it in The Apprentice, actually, because the summer Love Island was on, yeah, it was on whilst we were in the house. So I did catch up with a bit of it. I just don't know. They're so stupid, though. <laughs> They're just so <laughs> stupid. Like there was, I, I remember that one time they were saying, "What? What's Brexit? What's Brexit? Is it to do with the trees?" Oh. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, seriously!" <laughs> like it, it's embarrassing sometimes. 
but I, it is a bit of fun. I I have to say it is it is you know when you when you've had a long day at work and you just want to relax, mm-hmm. it's a bit of easy viewing. You know, it's a bit of a laugh, and you do follow the love journeys going on in the house in the villa. So yeah, I mean that's good. But I mean some of the some of the guys that got on the show are questionable. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us, right? And I want to say really good luck with your ghost hunt tonight because, as I say, I absolutely love it. And if I ever see you down stage, remind me to tell you about the homophobic ghost that I experienced. Oh, really? Yeah. Long <laughs> story short, I got strangled by a homophobic ghost. Oh, my, God. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, when I come back, you have to tell me. Oh, yeah. T- nearly took the air out of my lungs. But uh, I wish you well. You, uh, <laughs> your ghost, stay positive. And uh, yes, good luck for the lockdown. You too. Thank you so much. Great speaking to you. Yeah. And Joe, thank you. Care. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 Oh, I can't wait to see if it's he, ever had this pilot. I, I literally, I love it. See, see all these ghost stunts. He's the poshest person I've ever spoken to. And. <laughs> Go on. I'm, I'm, you, I was I just about to say, do you ever feel like I mean, because you're you're quite well spoken as well compared. To, I feel like not not doing down my accent, but I kind of feel I'm, I I become conscious when I speak to people that don't sound like me. Do you know what I mean? And I, as I'm speaking to him, I'm thinking, yeah. When I, I was asked him a couple of questions, and when he was answering, I thought, does he think? What, what's he thinking about my voice? Because clearly, you can tell me and him didn't go to school together. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're slightly different, but it's <laughs> extremes. And then, like the the lingo you use, the panny D's and stuff. Like, I don't think there's any idea that what <laughs> that is. Yeah, he's went like, straight oh. over his head. To be fair, I was shocked he'd even know what Love Island was. I know. I'm shocked. I actually really like him. I, I I wasn't sure if I would, but I actually really like him. I kind of wanted to be my mate. I feel like he's a good person. Like. He's got a lot of stick, but he's actually a good person. I quite like him. He stands by what he thinks, and I think that's really yeah. important. And um, yeah. yeah, I kind of think good chat there. And talking of good chat, we've got our next celeb guest up, the lovely Talia Storm. Are uh, you there, my lovely? Hi. Hello, babe. How are you? Really good, thank you. How are you, my love? So good. Yeah. How are you feeling about the, the new lockdown? I'm very lucky that we've had three months of busyness and I think I'm just grateful that I was able, like you said, able to work in those three months, but um, my heart bleeds for everybody, like all my friends have just finished university and they've come out to nothing. So, you know, I think we've just got to count our blessings and just motivate the people where we can, because I think it's going to be very, very long three months, you know? That's a positive way to look at it, though. It sounds, you know, it's nice to... Do you feel maybe that you you need a bit of rest, are you saying, because in the last three months you've been so busy? I think not so much that I need a rest, but grateful that I was able to get so much done in a year that, you know, everything shut down. I think, most importantly, I think um, the first lockdown really found... gave me the time to find myself and look look at where the gaps I had and what I wasn't doing that I felt like I needed to be doing. So um, I think getting a bit more into that this time, then sure, I think if you could be productive and really push yourself when, you know, Mm -hmm. our instincts tell us to just sit down and lie on the couch and get up and get doing things, even just in your house, reading, you know, writing, learning an instrument, then I think it can be a really beneficial thing in amongst a very 
hard time you know yeah is there anything you think that is there anything that stands out that you feel you've learned through the first lockdown that maybe you could take into the second or they're like learning a new um instrument or whatever yeah the number one thing i would say is learn an instrument i think um i play the flute that is my instrument of choice which is hilarious but I, you know you can't exactly walk into a session when you're recording a song and whap out the flute so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that anything like the recorder because i learned how to do three blind mice on the recorder at primary school do you know that the recorder is the first instrument to the flute and the notes are the exact same? You're just taking it from here to here. So you can, if you can play that on the recorder, you can play that on the flute. It's just slightly different. We could duet. We could duet. This is it. This is what it's all about. We've got to do it. And I think you've stayed creative during the lockdown. I heard your new single, which I know you're going to be introducing for us in a little bit. We're going to play, which I'm so excited about. But how was that to record music and to be writing during the lockdown? I think it was brilliant on the creative side of things. There was no distractions, there was no one intervening. And I think I could really sit down, you know, as a female artist and go, you know, who am I, what am I? And in one year's time, where do I want my new music to be? And I think um, I was in, it's a weird one because I had set myself so many goals for turning 21 and what I was gonna do in the year of 2020. And like so many of my friends, when you just heard that this was full, Full, full stop you know there was there was nothing getting done I thought you know this is the time that I've always wanted secretly to just sit down and reevaluate. and I think I've got more done this year for myself than I have any other year I feel like my ducks are in a row you know even just the, the first thing I did was get into fitness and get back get back my fitness game and I saw you did that too you're looking incredible so oh, thank you so I think for me, the first step was fitness. I got fit again. And then the next thing was, okay, let's sit down. Let's write these songs. Let's write a song that next year when I'm performing, I can go, wow, I can't believe I've done that. So um, that was kind of my, my lockdown bubble. And that's what got me through it. I'd imagine your songwriting will have a bit more meaning as well. Because like you said, like next year, you're going to be thinking back to this. I'm not even going to use the words of what it is going on right now, but this thing that we're in. And it will, it will bring up something different. It will, I, I imagine, a bit more emotion. Yeah, so if anything, I thought I, last year, I was in a really weird space. 2019 was a weird one for me and that I just didn't really feel like I was the best version of myself. And I think I am the worst for setting goals. And then when I don't achieve them or I do achieve them, I just set a new one. And um, I, I wrote so many sad songs that the first thing I wanted to do come lockdown was start writing songs that had a completely different side of me. So I've got my next one that's coming out in January. It's a love song. And I always wanted to, it's happy songs. Cause I think it's a funny thing when our lives were crazy last year and everyone was doing so much, you know, we had Lewis Capaldi in the charts with Billie Eilish with really sad songs. But now that we're all quite sad and you know, we're all, we're all dealing with this. Everybody wants happy songs. So if you think of, you know, future mm -hmm. nostalgia, Dua Lipa, you know, if you think of Doja Cat, the really uplifting, happy songs, because in a time that we need the motivation to jump up, I think next year will be just this, this flourish of great, you know, uplifting music. So for me on the R&B side of things, I wanted to, I wanted to really write songs that, that, that really told a different message maybe a slightly more vulnerable side to me, but also the side of actually, you know, just cause we're girls doesn't mean you can mess with us. So I think um, on the writing side of things, I've got into a completely different creative bubble, you know? I've got to ask you both. I keep hearing <laughs> about the, the, new, the, new, the new franchise of Housewives they're doing, the real Housewives of Jersey, and you're going to be on it. 
No, I cannot confirm that I am on this. So I cannot confirm, I cannot deny, I cannot say nothing. Otherwise, my head will be sliced off on this Zoom call. <laughs> I'll be a piece of But if he was to be on it, yeah. how, do you, how do you think you'd, you'd find it? Is it something that you would be up for potentially? So Should the I'm, offer come along? I am a massive fan of Housewives, full stop, you know, and I think, you know, all of the American franchises are, I'm, I mean, I'm all about them. You know, I am on, I was on Hey You like every night during lockdown getting into that. We all love about Housewives. I love the drama. I'm just obsessed with these women just having no filter. And I think, you know, that could be a nice fit for my very chaotic family. But, you know, <laughs> should these things happen? Should they not? We'll just have to, to wait for what happens next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to be waiting and, and yes. hoping that you are because, well, I just think it'd be incredible. I'd love to see you and the family on there. And I'd love to have another UK franchise. Obviously, I love the Cheshire. I know a lot of the Cheshire girls. And as you say, I, I love a, the, the American ones as well. Like, I'm a massive fan of um, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, New York. I, I just love I just love the housewives, basically. So to see you in Jersey, I'm here for it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to get you over to Jersey to see what you think of the island. But it's it's a hoot. Yeah. You need to come. I need to come. I've never been. I've never been. I'm desperate to get there. I've heard it's beautiful. It is stunning. Like, the artwork for my new song and the video was all shot in Jersey. I mean... In summer, we are talking, you know, that 30 degrees heat, unbearable heat in London. When it comes to Jersey, we've got all these beaches. We've got all these, you know, lovely restaurants looking out to the sea. So we are so lucky and blessed in that sense that in that little blip of summer, it is incredible. But in saying that, when it comes to winter, this is like hurricane central. Okay, not real hurricanes, but the wind is so strong because we are an island. So, you know, it's worth it for what we get in summer. Yeah. When I saw clips of the video on your Instagram the other day, I actually thought you was abroad. And I love no it. You way. look incredible. I love the song. I love everything about it. I think it's going to be a banger. Thank you so, so much. I am, I'm over the moon with the reception of it so far. I think this is definitely my first one that I've ever put out that's been received this way. But I guess it's all part of growth, you know, more people finding out about me, more people hear my name, more people giving the chance to listen to me. I think because I started so young, you know, my, my first song I put out was I, I wrote when I was 13. And I think everybody had heard of Young Talia. But it was this is the first one I think people are giving you know Talia now 22 year old Talia a chance so I'm really grateful in that sense that people are just you know going to Spotify and going to Apple Music and hearing it on the radio so you know fingers crossed this is the the new era and do you think that could be as you've got older I guess it's you've had more life experience you've been through more so you're writing from a different place now because you've lived more definitely when I first started actually the first thing that Elton John said to me when I opened his concert was this is going to take you, you know, 10 to 15 years to really get your first crack at it. And I remember thinking, you know, I, I just performed on stage and he'd given me this opportunity in front of all these people and everything just started happening for me. So soon I was like, you know, this is impossible. 10 years, you know, I'm young and naive. I'm like, what 10 years? I can do it faster. But lo, lo and behold, I'm 23 next year and that'll be 10 years exactly. And I think now I'm starting to like, starting to emerge as an artist. So 
he was right. You know, it does take you this time and you do really need to go through it all. And it's hard to understand when you're young and you're living all these almost breaks that they fall through, you know, your almost moments, you're meeting all these people. There's so many things that get said, but the, the ones that actually happen and come true, it's all about time. And it's all about just that one lucky break. And I'm sure you, you, you get that as well. You just got to keep at it. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I guess it's like you've done your apprenticeship now. That's and now you kind of, you found your fate yeah. with it. Amazing how much knowledge and courage you have at your age. Like, and I mean that in the least patronizing way I can, mm -hmm. I can see it. But you're just, you have so much to give, like, and your journey is brilliant. You're just going to keep going up and up and up and up. Thank it really you. is like quite fascinating to listen to you speak. Thank you. I, I, I genuinely think this has all got to do with just starting so young and I remember when I got my first record deal I was 15 I was flown out to LA you know uh, first class flights there I am whole family thinking I'm about to get the deal of the century sign the daughter's line and within six weeks of signing my A&R was sacked and I was just floating around thin air and I remember thinking just before I'd signed it like wow this is it I've got you know the biggest promoter with me I've got you know, everybody a part of this piece in LA. And I was literally had set up a company in LA all to get this deal signed. And then my A&R gets fired. And when your A&R gets fired, who is, who is almost like you're the president of you because he found you, he discovered you, and he's going to take your journey elsewhere. When he gets sacked, it's a bit like, well, she's not mine. You know, he was like the, the, the parent of me in the label. So um, fortunately, my lawyer, um, who is and was Drake's lawyer, got me out of the deal straight away but you know thank goodness that I had someone like him on my team otherwise I really just would have been lost in thin air forever so I never I never released a song with them but I think when these things happen so young and and there you know I had I had so many incredible grateful moments like I got a book deal they did TED talks but when stuff like that happens it's, it's really big eye-opener for a right okay this is it let's keep going and I, I reckon a lot of people that would have gone through these these crashes almost I think you can either go two ways you can either go okay I, this I can't do this this is terrible or you can go bring it on I'm gonna fight harder than I ever did and I think I chose the let's fight harder so I think it was a blessing that these things happened to me so young because I also proved to the people all around me that I could handle it you know what I mean absolutely and look <laughs> yeah. you're smashing it now do you know what I mean all right thank you so much for joining us this evening would you mind introducing your single for us because we're going to play it of course I will ladies and gentlemen this is my brand new single just released kind of savage kind of sweet it is out now everywhere sit back relax and get into it here we are kind of savage Sweet. What a lovely girl. Oh my god, I don't want to be that mature. I just want I she's she's so switched on. At 22, I was like an absolute wreck. She was just so like switched on, isn't she? It's quite amazing. It really is. I mean, and what a story from the age of 13 being discovered by Elton John. Do you know what I mean? Like living that life, going to LA, and I love she still is. Well, as she said, she, she still seems grounded about it. Nine years uh, on, she, yeah. she knows she's finding her feet with it. And I think yeah. she's kind of, she's proved people what she's made of, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's got some strength. You can see it. It's that there's a force, isn't there? Yeah, she's got a very good energy about her, the girl. And it, it, it exudes through the zone. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can tell I've, I've been talking to intelligent people. Exudes. I don't think I've ever said that word in, oh, look at you. in my right life. Down. Make a note of it. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Ryan Mark will be happy. <laughs> yeah. so, guys, up next, me and Stephen, we recently did a little pre-recorded interview with Love Island, Shauna Phillips. So we're going to play that for you now. Enjoy. We are very excited to have Shauna Phillips here. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks so much for coming on. No, thanks for having me. How have you been, Shauna? Obviously, it's been it's been a strange few months, hasn't it? It's been wild. Like I'm emotionally and mentally drained, but I've absolutely done nothing. <laughs> it's like the year so, that never was, isn't it? 2020. Yeah. I'm so ready for 21 now, though. I don't like to wish time away, but I'm just thinking, no year, let's just have a bit of a fresh start and get rid of this one. I know, but what a limp new year, like, this New Year's is going to be. Like, we're all going to be sitting indoors with a cup of tea, like, oh, it's 12 o'clock. Time yeah. for bed. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on with it. <laughs> I can't even pull a cracker in now on at Christmas if it carries on it this way, unless it's like three metres long. That is so sad to think about that. I've never thought about it like that. I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to cry, Sean. We don't want you to cry. Um, we obviously we obviously know you from Love Island um, this year. We we've um, we had Jess and Eve on uh, last week. Um, and they are it, just angels. They really are. Um, but obviously, it's quite. It was the what normally happens after people come out of Love Island hasn't really been able to happen for you. So how has is, how is the, whole, the whole experience been? Listen, you can catch me on Summer Love Island 2021. I'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been crazy. And I don't take any opportunity that I've had since the show for granted at all. But I would be lying if I didn't say, like, re definitely recently as well, it has been, like, a fear. Like, I have this, like, nervous knot in my belly that I think oh my god what if like January the 1st comes and I've got nothing to do and I've been so lucky with some of the opportunities that I've had but you do sometimes think oh, why did it have to happen to me <laughs> <laughs> how did you find your experience in the Villa Shona brutal <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary and it's something that no one can prepare you for and whatever you whatever preconceived idea you think it's going to be like it's the complete opposite but I feel like I've come out a stronger person definitely and I kind of wished I I wish I enjoyed it more when I was in there it's just such a weird experience and I think I definitely had I was the oldest one in there so I feel like when you're older you you kind of think you can't talk to me like that you can't <laughs> tell me to go and do that and I just kind of wish I'd let go of that a little bit more like stop being so fucking high strung <laughs> I think that's quite a common thing though isn't it because you don't it's only afterwards you can look back at it and think and realize how you acted to things and how the people acted to you it's quite a common thread yeah that island, I think yeah and I know everyone says oh you're in such a bubble like your your emotions are sky high and I'm like yeah okay like you're in a villa when I was in there <laughs> if someone had used like my towel I'd be like who was it <laughs> who's used my towel like do you want to die like you, you do become this kind of that's your world. You have yeah, nothing yeah. else. I think you're so busy living it when it's happening. Of course, you, you know that you're making a show, but you almost forget that you're making a show. So because you're living and breathing something, and 
you're, you're caught in that moment. It's not until you get you come out and watch something back or hear people's opinions on it that you even see it through them eyes. Not at all. And it's so cliche, but you do forget the cameras are there. And bearing in mind in Love Island, there's probably like three or four main cameras, but the rest are all tiny little ones dotted around everywhere. And it's just basically like CCTV. And there was definitely times when I've, I've watched some of it back and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know they was recording me. And I'm like, you absolute crap. Like, of course they're bloody recording you. There was times I was pulling chocolate bars out of my bra. Do you think I would have done that if I knew they was recording me? Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely <good> not. <laughs> how has is, how is the dating life been since you've been out? I guess most people have struggled this year, haven't they? Yeah, it's weird. Not only obviously lockdown, but coming out of Love Island and every single person kind of, having this like idea about who you are and and what you want to talk about and asking me to say congrats hun like I, I just makes my skin crawl now does it really <laughs> oh my god yeah and the worst thing is I normally would say that mm. so like I would talk to someone I'd be like oh congrats hun I'm like oh my god <laughs> now, you're, now you're a, yeah now it's a hot thing isn't it it's a proper it thing. is it is but I feel like we've had no choice but to kind of take dating virtually like I've never been on a dating app then I decided to do Love Island then I've come out and we're all locked down and then you kind of have to so when I kind of found happen and looked into it looked at what they kind of they're about I definitely thought that one was for me because there are other ones that I have guy friends that are on that I'm like get me away (laughs) and none of my guy friends are on happen so I'm like get me on there (laughs) (laughs) Talking of virtual dating, Sean, how did you find Celebs Go Dating? Firstly, Pete Wicks, I love him. Like, he is so funny and so naughty. Like, he would make the Pope swear. Like, he's so (laughs) naughty. Um, And Anna and Paul. Anna and Paul, I would literally talk to every day if I could afford them, which I probably can't. Definitely can't. (laughs) But what I liked about Celebs Go Virtual Dating was, obviously, it's different to Love Island in the fact that I could have, I finished the show and when they said to me, right, who do you want to go on a date with? There was no one that I wanted to go on a date with and that was perfectly fine. So I like the fact that I felt in control and it was up to me whether I wanted to go on a date and you get free therapy. So Anna and Paul are worth their weight in gold. Like I would say, if you've got any spare time, give them a call for anything. And how, what kind of, when it comes to dating, what kind of men are you looking for? Oh, this is the thing. Everyone's like, oh, like what celebrities do you like? But I get so starstruck with anyone that I've watched on telly that I could never imagine dating a celebrity. Like I, I don't feel like a celebrity at all. Is that what happens people... quite good though? Like happens quite good because then it's, it, it's, isn't it kind of just people you pass by? Yeah. So it's people that, let's just say you went for a walk in the same park every day you could be passing someone by that's on happen and when you have a look Clock on them. the app <laughs> yeah you look at them see if their phone buzzes on that you've got your card marked <laughs> <laughs> but it is just your regular people it's regular people that you do see in your everyday life and i feel like seeing them in your everyday life is that icebreaker almost you've got something to talk about straight away oh I see you in the coffee shop you must love coffee or you must hate coffee one of them ones (laughs) (laughs) and have you actually managed to go on any dates from it 
no so that's one thing I'm not I'm not too comfortable with just yet I think that's that's what I like about it so you can really get to know someone before even meeting them Mm. and so when you do actually meet them in real life if I do ever go on a date from happen we've already kind of built up a a friendship and I feel like that's kind of the main that's what people forget in relationships Mm -hmm. you've got to be you've got to be friends first but you've got to actually like the person you're with yeah so true. that's definitely where I've gone wrong <laughs> <laughs> talking of dating celebrities Sean have you had any uh blue tick uh slide into the dms since you since you left the villa Ooh. see I don't know I don't know whether there's been any kind of romantic ones but um, you, this is probably something you're very familiar with I do not go in my message requests because that is a dark and dangerous place <laughs> and I avoid it's like Lord of the Rings Middle Earth like you don't go in there like if I accidentally click on it I'm like oh, get away. <laughs> I was on a photo shoot the other day and what, when I was shooting my makeup artist said let me go through your, ma- your message request so I was like oh, okay just don't tell me anything you see in there and there was apparently a few footballers in there so much so that I may even have a five aside I may start venturing the message requests. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> so if you okay, so maybe if it's not celebrity, but could you describe the kind of look that you kind of like in a guy? Oh my god, I just like your like average Joe. <laughs> like really? I set the bar so low. I could never be with someone that has like a a better grooming kind of schedule than I do. Like, right? Not, I, I don't like a like a, a pretty boy. I, mm-hmm. I don't like pretty boys. I like someone that's kind of rough and ready, and but someone that you can introduce to your mum. Like someone that isn't gonna like start talking to your mum and start having like lad banter with her. Just, yeah. I just like your, your normal guy. Like, I'm really not asking for much. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Was reading some dating statistics. And it said that 60% of people have made up an excuse to leave a date early. Now, be honest, babe, have you ever done that? To get out of a date that was going a little bit awkward turtle, have you had to make up an excuse? Yeah, no, I have. I have used, I've got a meeting in the morning, so I've got to go. Same. That's definitely, yeah, because it's like, oh, my God, you're so professional. Like you're so committed to work. <laughs> uh, one of my things is, and I actually heard that people use their dog dying as an excuse like you don't you don't mess with death okay jesus is watching and you don't want to start messing around in that pool because if you start if if i said that my dog died and something happened to my dog oh my god i'd be in therapy for the rest of my life (laughs) it is a bit it's a bit extreme isn't it you can just use the meeting one rather than death going straight to death (laughs) what's happened in your in your past for you to go straight to death yeah, <laughs> but you couldn't even sit there and finish your steak and chips. You've had to make her that Toby's died or something, and then yeah. and, and then you jumped on the central line home. I mean, now I would just have to be uh, honest. Yeah, how could you then go home, full up from your day, and look Toby the dog in the eye? You couldn't. Yeah. No, you poor couldn't. Toe, poor Toby. Poor Toby. I mean, not as severe as the death card, but twenty-eight percent of people have faked a sickness on the day. Have you done that? I don't think I've, oh, no, right, so I've not faked, I've not faked a sickness on a date. I have faked a sickness to get out of a date. Mm-hmm. So beforehand? 
yeah, yeah. predate. Yeah, I think I think the problem is these days. It, firstly, obviously, people aren't dating because of the virus, but also it's like there's so much pressure that you think on dates. It's like that you have to find the one, and sometimes I don't know. It's yeah. kind of you, that's know. what I keep. That's what I do, and that's where I go wrong. I end up going on a first date, and then I'm, I'm in a two year relationship with a person because I just can't. <laughs> I just can't let anyone down. So I think that's why I've just been avoiding dates because my last my last two dates I've been in relationships with after that. Really? And I feel like it was almost against my will. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel what pressure about it? Because I was speaking to one of our guests a couple of weeks ago and I kind of have this date phobia. And for me, it's down to even, I start thinking, well, what am I going to order off the menu? That's going to be messy to eat. Like, could never have the spaghetti bolognese. I worry about what colour shirt I'm wearing. I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? All that goes yeah. to head, and I think I'm more worried about that than actually the dating side. I think dating phobias <laughs> is like a real thing now. Yeah, like I would never get a starter or a dessert on a date because I wouldn't want them to think I'm greedy. But then I'm going home and I'm tucking into a pot noodle because I'm starving. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a good. That's a good post-date meal, actually. Like a little pot noodle, get you tied you over. The big yeah. one as well. You've got a Jesus. There is King nothing wrong with Bombay bad boy, I tell you. Oh, <laughs> ne never had that. Or sometimes <laughs> I even have to stop at the old famous Golden Arches and get a deck of nuggets and then Lit eat on the way home with a load of Tommy K and some sweet and sour <laughs> in the back of an Addison Lee. And you yeah. try to be all good with your sweet potato fries on the date and like your steamed broccoli. And then you're gorging on a Big Mac and uh, nuggets. Yeah, he wants to FaceTime you when you get home. You've got all grease around your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, apart from the dating, Shauna, what else can we expect for you? What have you got coming up? Anything exciting? Or, or are you having like yeah. keep, keeping your plans clear? What's going on? So I am taking part in The Real For Monty this year, which is going to be on telly on, I think it, it's hoping to be on around Christmas. Okay. So... So we'll be in December. It's on ice this year. I mean, that's extreme. Um, it's like an extreme sport. Like <laughs> I could probably be in the Winter Olympics next year. <laughs> but just taking part in something that's very, very close to my heart. So cancer research. I, I lost my dad to cancer. Um, and it'd be his anniversary as well in December. So December will be such a, a strange month for me. I'll be sad, but I'll also be so proud that I'm stripping on national telly. <laughs> um, I just can't wait to, for people to see. I feel like they've only really seen me in kind of dating and whatnot. But to see me in a show, which is something that I'm very passionate about, talking about something that's so raw, and being around these people like Colleen Nolan, oh, my God. I like, have to physically control myself from breaking into I'm in the mood for dancing every time <laughs> I see her. Jake Quickenden, like all of these people that I'm so used to just seeing on Instagram and seeing on telly, and I'm now sitting around a campfire with them. It's like that is that is definitely going to be the cherry on the cake for me and for 2020. Well, that sounds like a perfect way to round it off. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, good luck with it. Hope it hope it all goes Thank well. <laughs> Stripping on telly, Christ, you're a brave, you're a brave what girl. What could go wrong? But <laughs> to be fair, after Love Island, anything, anything's got to be easier. <laughs> Well, yes, that's true. That is true. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. And, oh, uh, no, thank you for having me. No, thank you, thank you. Take care, Shoulder. Good luck with the old stripping, You too. Girl. Raise awareness. <laughs>
Yeah. I will, and don't you worry, I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye. And that was the lovely Shauna Phillips. Thank you so much, hun. Great chat. So, Cece, my love, what have you got planned for the rest of the week? I'm going to pack in all the studio classes I can until the actual cutoff time and then, um, I guess, eat, just eat a lot of food. What are you going to do? Like yourself, I'm going to get my last gym visit in before it gets shut down. Mm. And, yeah, just... You know, I'm just staying positive, hun. I'm literally just, I'm doing day by day. I'm not thinking too far ahead. I just feel fortunate enough that we're we're in a good situation. Do you know what I mean? Like we can can still see people, whether it's through FaceTime, Zoom, we've got the technology now. And we've done one already this year, guys. So do you know what? Anyone that is having a bit of a wobble when they're listening to this or feels like they're struggling, no, you're not alone because so many of us are feeling the same and we really are in the same boat. And there's no shame in reaching out to a friend, a parent, a colleague and saying, look, I'm struggling with this. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you, what is going to happen for Towie? Are you doing a Christmas special or do you not know yet? So we're meant to be. Um, and I'm, I'm really keeping fingers crossed we are under the, the work guidelines that I know that there are in place with a lot of the TV shows. Um, so I'm still waiting to hear, but I'm really hoping that we will still get to film. Um, but I get, I think it's very much day by day, people trying to find things out, you know, mm-hmm. but it would be lovely too, because it's really nice when you'll get to come together and, and yeah. do Christmas. And obviously, if it does happen, it's all going to be following guidelines. It's going to still be socially distanced, like the series we've just done. And yeah. we'll be in our, our small bubbles and smaller groups, but just think it's nice, especially after the year we've had, to have something a little bit festive to look forward to. Definitely, yeah, keep the spirits up, keep that kind of, the chirpy feeling that we're all trying to get. Yeah, so we're going to get through it. So you're single again? I am, I'm single now. Does that mean we can get you on the show? Oh my God, (laughs) let's do it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, this is good to know. I love being that person that like sends people to them. I'm like, I've got a phone. <laughs> yeah, have a word with them for me. I- I'm, I'm going for it, babes. Yeah, let's oh, go. We've had some of your crew on already, so we, we like you. We like your lot. So good. Oh well, I look forward to it. We all need a little bit of a little bit of upliftment. Is it upliftment? Yeah. Oh, I've lost. I've lost the intelligence. Like better upliftment. Upliftment. Ended it exudes. It's, there's one good word at a, a show, and that I is it for me. I've, I tried, but um, what can you do? Yeah, upliftment. Oh, thank you so much. I've loved hosting this with you tonight, Cece. Oh, thank you. It's been great. I love doing this stuff. So thank you. Thanks for your energy. I want to oh, talk more about ghosts, but maybe I'll talk to you about that separately. And when it's not dark, because otherwise I'll literally shit myself. Oh my God, babes, I will sit down with you. We'll, we'll crack open a bottle of Savvy B over a Zoom. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you all about it. I've got many a story of the old, uh, Daytime of the old spirit okay. world. Not nighttime, <laughs> or I will not sleep at all. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll do it daytime and then you can't, you've got a few hours for it to ease off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Lovely, um, lovely for you to join us. And by the time I join you next week, there could be a new president. We'll see. We'll see, guys. Do you know what? Stay safe and take care. All the best. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Access All Areas. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.